What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the False Nine Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Edwin. I'm here with my boy, Santiago. Santi, how you doing, brother? I'm mad. He's mad, ladies and gentlemen. Bro, Inter had the chance to bury FC UEFA Lona into the midst of the proud Europa League. <laughs> but they couldn't fucking bury Oh my God. Yep. 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 We're going to be talking Barcelona today as well as Liverpool's current form, which has been horrendous so far. They have a lot of injury woes as well. Let's get right into it. Champions League this week. Pretty much pretty. Uh, the matches were pretty amp, but Barcelona drawing 3-3. They got a late equalizer, like late on into the game via Lewandowski brace. So, Santi, let's get into it, brother. What 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 do you think? Bro, I was ready. Come on here. Just destroy this Barca team. No backbone. Uh call Xavi overrated. About to start laying on them that they'll never be Real Madrid. They could put any more levers. That levers not pulling them a Champions League. Calling Lewandowski the Polish uh, Mezzarozio. And uh, everything got ruined. He scores twice, not once, twice. And these motherfuckers from Italy had a, this guy had a one-on-one, could have sweated the goal and passed it to make it. Oh, man, it's bad. Overall, so this is, by the way, people, this is raw reaction. So I'm still kind of heated and I can't think objectively, at least about this game right now. (laughs) But I'm going to try to put myself there a little bit. I think Inter played well. You could clearly see that Inter wanted a draw, so they got the job done. I think, um, but they had the chances. So in retrospect, they should have won. They could have easily won this game. Thursday and saved their ass. And at least this is the first time. I okay, second time because last year at Enfield, I also felt like this, where Inter looks like. Sometimes the way they set up and when they come with an attitude and with a good game plan, even though I didn't like the midfield three, excuse me, of Mkhitaryan, uh, Chalanoglu, and Barella because there's no really defensive mid there. I was very suspicious, and we actually weren't – we didn't get killed in the middle. Thank God. They looked like they could compete with anyone in Europe, and I think I've told you this before last year. I think that's the the, – apart from winning, winning Serie A and being constant and getting Champions League every year, I think the next step for them is to be respected and be that powerhouse uh, in the Champions League across Europe. You, you, you see, yesterday Juventus shit the bed. They're probably they're they're going to the Europa League. They're done. Yeah, more, more not kind of different. They're downhill. Napoli somehow is like the best team in Europe, not named City. I don't know how. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the the typical uh, Spalletti uh, downhill in the second half of the season because that always used to happen with Inter. And then Milan are like the biggest frauds in Europe. Get destroyed by Chelsea back-to-back games. Oh, well, to be fair, to be fair, I think the ref definitely cheated them. The, he, the ref definitely messed up that game in Milan on Tuesday. Okay. But last week, there's no excuse last Yeah, week. yeah, no. Last week was the first, the first match in But, but and I think even last year, though. So I guess I'm, I'm, I'm a little – I'm pulling last year with, like, the Italian teams here, taking into retrospect. Italy's not respected when it comes to the Champions League. It really used to be at one point just Juve. And then once Juve started to fall down, they'd be like, all right, who's going to take take that, that top spot? 
it's either Inter, Milan, Napoli in in the league, but in Europe, it's like there's no there's no that team. And I mean, listen, uh, Inter made a Europa League final what like two years ago now? Two like two or uh, three seasons ago, two years ago. Or two years ago, yeah. And last year, I remember I was actually proud of how they lost to Liverpool. <laughs> so I think I think them getting out of this group which they're so close, and I still think it's in their favor because, excuse me, they play they, they don't play Bayern last. Barca play Bayern last. I think that it's a good good step in the right direction. Right, yeah, no. And Is this I, from an interest point? For sure, and I agree with that, that whole, like, Italian take on, like, uh, you know, the fans and maybe even a lot of the teams in Europe, they don't really respect the Italian teams that are in the Champions League. And I mean, I will I will say somewhat, somewhat rightfully so, um, just due to the fact that Italian teams haven't been able to well, perform in the Champions League, apart from Juve, but Juve haven't been able to perform in the Champions League for years now. I know, and it's even, but it was also because Juve would constantly win. Right, yeah, so yeah. Like yeah. even, like Juve's level dropped in Europe, I believe, it's kind of ironic. Once Ronaldo got there, yeah, basically, there's their form started to drop a little in Europe, but they still kept winning leagues. And I believe up until uh, was it? La- yeah, I feel like last season was when Juve well, no, in the league three, two years ago. Inter when Inter won it two years ago, that's when it started to shift. Right, and then last year was kind of cemented, and this year's like, oh, Juve, what? Right, yeah, and it's it's also crazy too because like just about like a decade ago was when the when Italian teams weren't really performing that well in Europe in general, except for maybe Juventus. Like I remember Inter and, and Milan, the two Milan teams were freaking were powerhouses in Europe. Cause Inter obviously won it in 2010 AC Milan. Um, I, what number of team are they with the most, the second or third team with the most champions league, second, second. second team with the most, most Italian team, uh, Italian team with the most champions leagues, uh, one. So they were definitely a force to be reckoned with. And I think, as you were saying with Inter, like what their next step is, which is to be respected, um, I think that they're kind, of, they're definitely in that process. And right now, I don't expect them to make a deep run in the Champions League. Maybe for like another two, two to you three years. Inter, Milan, Inter, Inter. Um, for, so why is that? Because uh, I feel like the after winning the Scudetto, uh, um, when was it last? No, two seasons ago. Two seasons ago, yeah. I think that that's kind of like. I saw like a, I see it like a similar pattern from when City when they started to become a dominant team when they when City won their first league in um, the 2011-2012 season and then when it came to Europe you know f- falling out of the Champions League group stages that that same season and then the next season prior I think they didn't make it out of the the group stages as well and then in the 2013-2014 season they finally made it out but they were falling they they were unlucky drawing barcelona at the time and but they made they made it to the knockout stage but so it was like a slow progressive um thing you know the further and further that they were getting in the champions league i kind of i feel like that's going to be like the similar thing where they're taking the right steps and it's going to get there for sure but so, it's going to take time yeah so then for you just uh, a far run would be quarterfinals or semis for inter for just in general, for any team, it's like say, all right, goal is to get a deep run in the Champions League. What is that? What is what's the definition? Of that quarters or semis? I feel like a deep run. I it, I feel like semi. Ah, uh, sorry, no, no semis. Quarter for most teams, quarter 
But for like the elite teams, semis. Semis, gotcha. Okay, so I guess I'm looking at the standings right now and how it's shaped up. And if this is this just let's just assume it stays like that. Inter go through as the number two as the second team from group C. And then whoever's leading their own groups, respective groups, they stay like that, all right? Right. So we got Napoli can't face him. Club Bruges, I would listen, they've been a nice story, yeah. but I think Inter could take him. Yeah. Tottenham, as much as we got we got the Prem factor over there. Um, I think Inter could take on Tottenham. That would be actually a really nice little matchup. That would content. be. That would. No, nah, that would. And I know Chelsea's been looking good, but I also I'm not scared of Chelsea either. Right. In terms of just matchup, we have the similar, um, not the system, but I think the this, 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 the similar type of uh, player profiles in teams, especially because of like the three in the back. I know Chelsea don't play like that anymore, but right. And then I know Madrid don't be scares me. City we have no chance, and then PSG. PSG doesn't scare me, but I feel like we wouldn't win. Fair. No. That's oh fair, yeah. Fair. I don't know. I I I I, I kind of agree. Of you don't think Inter is gonna make a far run, but I I want to say hold your horses. You don't know who they're gonna get, right? More likely than not, I think they will get out get out of round of sixteen. But at the same time, again, little uh, playing bias because I just watched them. I, I think they, to, for the first time this season for me, because they've been struggling in the league. Uh, clearly, I think they're sixth sixth place. Let me double check. Um, they look like they could compete with anyone, which is great. <laughs> you just. It just you're saying apart from being sixth place in the league, you feel like they could compete? No, they're, so they're, they're seventh, oh, even worse. They're, they're so far from – yeah, Napoli's like so good right now. Um, <laughs> but I'm saying like apart from the actual result that just happened today, I think they could compete with anyone, no, no, no matter who it is, I think, whether they I win think, or lose. I think it's a fair – that's a fair assessment. And to kind of transition over to Barcelona, you mentioned earlier – you were you kind of uh, um, stopped yourself from saying it. Where you were you were about to say that Inter should have won that match. I to shift over to Barcelona. I kind of disagree. I think I think Inter the game plan was well properly executed. Like you said, I think that they were looking for the draw. Mm-hmm. They're not disappointed with the draw. They definitely yeah. could have taken the lead and taken all three points. But I definitely think that Barcelona were the better team. That I feel like they created more chances. Inter probably had the better chances, but I think Barcelona created more opportunities to score, especially in that first half. In the first half, the opening like 25 minutes, 25 to 30, 35 minutes, they were all over them. They were all over Inter. Um, and they just weren't fortunate enough to to put the ball in the back of the net um, as many times as they should have. But, yeah, I think, I think Barcelona really missed out on an opportunity. Good for them. Huge props to them for being able to fight back. When they definitely could have been down and out, yeah, Rob's. yeah, yeah. It takes. They've never been in this position, man. It's, dude, after all the all, all the players they got, they got big man, big robber, Robert Lewandowski, the best striker in the world, according to some of their fans. Come <laughs> on, man. We're not even be proud. Excuse me. I can't. I can't give props to that. Like, good for them that they didn't lose and fought back with props. Excuse me. Well, that's that's more so what I mean when I say props. Like, good for them for not actually. I'm, I, listen, I'm I'm I was told all preseason, and I don't blame them. And with the Chavineta last year, like that was that was sky high. Then Frankfurt happened, and everything went down to shit. And I think in the beginning of the season, I still think they were playing well. But I think now it's been a couple games, including this one. They're not they're not playing as well as they you have seen them play. And I'm trying to figure out. 
what is the reasoning to it? Um, I saw a reporter point out this over the weekend that it's kind of crazy, but the missing Kunde and Araujo has actually uh, implicated them in their buildup attack because they're much slower and they have to... Hinder them? Uh, it it hinder them? Yeah, they have to co uh, compensate for that, for the, for, the, for the other players that are playing now in the back in terms of how they set up defensively and how they set up when they st when they start the attack. Right, the okay, okay. So that's like, that's very interesting how losing two defenders is not affecting your defensive record. I mean, I, I, I don't actually know. I mean, clearly today you kind of saw them. PK is not the same. You can't, you can't, you can't depend on Eric Garcia in a game where even though they were on the front foot with those counters, he was getting beat all, almost all the time. And I mean, you've dealt with the Eric Garcia experiment. It's, it's not pleasant. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that that's. It's not pleasant. I'm not calling him bad. It's just not pleasant. Well, at City, I don't think that he was he was bad for us. To be honest, no. I don't. Okay. At and City, at City, I don't think I don't think. Did he, he go was for free? Bad. Or was it twenty million that they gave you? He went. He went for free. Okay, cool. Thank God. I was gonna. Anyways, well, okay. He's regarded as this like some like hot shot center back, and I just he knows how to pass. Great. He's still a center back. I don't think he's regarded that high. I think more people uh, are on no. like your wavelength that in they the don't Spanish, really... not okay. Not with, I think in the Spanish media and how they talk about him and but, how they regard him. But internationally, like, I think maybe more like a, in a fan perspective. Okay, listen, we we'll, we'll always be wrong, but I feel like I just I don't, sometimes you just don't see it. No, no, I don't. I don't think that he's. It's, he's a, my, it's my same problem with you sometimes with uh, people that. Uh, sorry to sorry to pick on him, but like with Ederson. Great, he could distribute the ball. He's still a goalkeeper. He's got to stop the ball. No, we're not getting into this right now. We're not getting into, <laughs> we're not into this. We're not getting into this. Right. We're not getting into this. Yeah, don't, don't start, don't start no, bad no. as you can. Right, I was just kind of, it was just like the first thing that, 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 that I just remembered. I'm sorry. But it's like the same thing with Eric Garcia. He's a great distributor. Clearly, he got the assist in the third goal for Lewandowski, but like, he's still a central defender. Right. You know? Right. No, I, um, I feel you. I feel what you're saying. So, anyway, so going back, I think the only the only silver lining is maybe drawing didn't totally kill uh, their mood because they have a fucking big game this weekend, man. Yeah, and they they have the classical. When is it on Sunday? I believe. Um, It'll be three o'clock. Let me double check. Yeah, well, they have the classical coming up this weekend, which is going to be a huge match. But with your assessment of oh. like, you don't think that they have been playing that well as of late. I don't think that that's. AM, by the way. Sorry. I don't think that that's a fair assessment because I, I agree with the fact that they haven't been playing well, but I think that that only counts in the in the Champions League. But in La Liga, I feel like they have been performing well, and they're, they're well. They're so second I think place, I right? think I think it's a little different. I think they've been getting results in La Liga, but I still. But you don't think I'm that they've watching. been? Yeah, no, I'm not sitting there and watching their games. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and of course, big man Roberts actually scoring in La Liga. Who would have thought when he's playing less teams, he scores? Shocker. Um, but no, I, I just, I, this is one guy. He's like Brazilian reporter. He like, he's very good with his analysis. And he's just like, like I told you, like, and, and El, Chir El Chiringuito, even though they banter each other, all the Madrid fans with the Barca fans, like, at the end of the day, like, the guy says, like, yo, they're not playing well. Like, they could get results. Cause, the, cause even Xavi said, like, Yo, we don't have to play well. To, like you, know, sometimes the, the team that doesn't play well wins. And yeah, he said that in true. press conference after the last game. So, I mean, again, is it there's like a there's like a gray area because it's Barcelona. It's like oh, it's 
beautiful football, very attacking, passive. It's very all like the new new styles of football for the most part come from Barcelona in in some way. They're like derivatives of of that type of football that Cruyff brought there. So it's that that's where like I'm like oh yeah man you're winning like that, that's what some of the fans are saying right no we're top of the league like why do we have to keep you complaining right and I mean and I'm just talking about the league here because Champions League's a different story right for sure for sure and I think with that whole thing of like sometimes the 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 team that play that doesn't play as well wins up the wins the match I think that that really comes down to like what what's the what's the right word that's it comes down to like the the clubs like morals, philosophies, and like beliefs or whatever. Like, for example, the best example that I could think of is like with Boca, Boca, Boca Junior fans and River Plate fans, where like for Boca in general, like the Boca coach, the team, as well as the fans, they don't care how well the team plays as long as, as long as the players are definitely without a doubt showing that they're that they're playing with their heart River, on their sleeve. And then River plays well. And uh, yeah, and the River mean, fans, they care more about playing well. Only- I mean, we're going on a tangent here, but I think that's only changed because of Gallardo. And when Gallardo came in 2014, yo, he is like, he's like a star there, man. He's like Derek Guardiola. Like, he's, like, that's how he's regarded in South America. I don't think people understand that. And I'm like, I'm interested to see if he's going to stay there forever or if he's going to take the Argentinian coach, uh, national team job, or if he's going to jump to Europe. Like, he was linked with the United job. And I was like, yo, that'd be insane. I'm going to say a lot of English. <laughs> It's gotta be about to come up with good evening part two. <laughs> but anyways, um so anyways, going back to the other, I guess so then what? So Madrid is all I guess Madrid's been like this the team that like yo just results clearly. And then Barca's been like we gotta play nice though. Yeah. i I feel like I feel like with that Barca's all about like their system and like their philosophy like being implemented no matter what. Um as long as Madrid's just Madrid's just like yo, we're Madrid, we're winning. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but yeah, so we, yo, that Classico is going to be huge, especially since Barca's finally, it's not the same situation as it was last season. Barca's in second place currently. No, they're, they're, they're tied for first. Oh, they're tied. Oh, more on the so Right, so the difference is right. So last year, Barca was on fire in terms of playing, like how they're playing. Yo, they killed them for nothing. They killed them. They whooped. Like, I mean, the last one, when with Xavi was there. So, it'd be interesting. I, I I don't think Madrid, Madrid didn't play well against Shakhtar. And yeah. let me see how they did over the last weekend. I mean, to be fair, though, Shakhtar, Shakhtar has been, I mean, they've no, been. No, no, no. Listen, I'm not, I'm not discrediting Shakhtar. I'm just saying they didn't play well. Yeah. I'm not bashing on Madrid. Don't get me wrong. Everything's allowed to play like not to, uh, play poorly. Yeah, they beat they beat Getafe pretty comfortably, but only one nothing. So, mm. okay, all right. So it'll be interesting. Ten fifteen. Ten fifteen. All, all right. Nice, so a nice little warm up for um, the main event. Just kidding. This is the main event. Wait, what are you, what are you talking about, Cuz? Uh, so I thought it'd be at three p.m., uh, but it's actually at ten fifteen, and then at eleven because at eleven thirty is it's, the other big game this weekend. Yeah, the Man City Liverpool match. Uh, live Live our pool. Got screwed by VAR last weekend. <laughs> live um, it's playing, playing your playing your boys. Playing my boy. Look, yo, Darwin Nunes hat trick. Let's go. Right, I don't don't get too ahead of yourself, bro. I think right before 
sorry. Before we start talking about this game, so this I saw this last year more often than not. And I felt disrespected. I don't know if you saw it. What? But they were saying, like, because of how City and Liverpool play, a 2-2 draw is always, like, that's the game. Um, They were saying that Liverpool City has become as big as a classic, if not bigger. Now, I could be wrong. I could be paraphrasing it wrong. I could be thinking differently. Because I think I remember some people saying, it's not that it's bigger, it's just more entertaining. I think I... But I, I just don't think there's... Sorry to interrupt you. I just don't think there's any bad blood in your rivalry. No offense. No, I, I, I'll i get behind more entertaining. I won't say that it's... I don't even... I don't think it's as big. It probably doesn't even come close to as big as El Clasico. I just think since Ronaldo has left Real Madrid, I think El Clasico has kind of fizzled down for, in in my opinion, and then after Messi left last season, um, the like the I have no care for El Clasico. So I feel like the downward downward spiral for me was when Ronaldo left to Juventus. Um, I just wasn't really as interested in it anymore. And then Messi leaving kind of like I was like, yeah, all right, fine, whatever. It's the teams Barca is not really what it used to be. Um, and then Real Madrid, also in a sense, not what it used to be in terms of because Ronaldo's not there anymore. Well, Liverpool's not what it used to be either. This season, yeah, this season. But I think I think Man City Liverpool has been more entertaining because it's more of a recent rivalry since the twenty six since the twenty sixteen twenty seventeen season. Brand bias. I'm not saying it's as big as El Clasico. I just think that right. I just think that it's more, especially not even because of the teams, but like Pep Guardiola versus Jurgen Klopp, like two tactical master uh, masterminds going head to head against each other as well. So, yeah, I'll get behind more entertaining to watch as of late, but I don't think it's as big or. And you're right, yeah. There's not much of beef between City fans and Liverpool fans, from what I know. Yeah, I think even you could even. I know we talked about it earlier. I even think Boca River is, be, is a better. Yeah, team. I think I think Boca River is better than and bigger than El Clasico. Oh, there's whoa. a there's a reason why it's called no, Super Clasico, no, bro. No, no, no. The, the only difference is Boca River is not worldwide, bro. El Clasico is uh, is El Clasico. Yeah, because it's because it's Boca in River Argentina. And Super Clasico, by the way. That's what I said. Africa. Oh, I didn't hear you. Say I that. said there's a reason why it's called a super classico. Super classico. Nah, you can't. I can't agree with that one. What do you mean, bro? El super classico was put in. I what was it? I think like a Forbes list or some shit as one of like uh the number number one listed number one. I know. As, I'm to, here, I'm here, I'm as here. top uh one. Of I'm the, gonna fact check you. Shout out Lewis. Always fact checks us. <laughs> As number one, listed number one as one of the live events that you need to see before you die. Oh, okay, that's different than like, but that's like the atmosphere. I could, I think I could agree. The atmosphere is unmatched. But that's why I'm saying it's bigger because it's there's definitely beef between it in in South America. You know, football is yeah unmatched. It's it's life. life, you know, so that's why I think that it's bigger for than El Clasico between Barcelona and Real Madrid. People die at these at the Super Clasico. People have died at El Super Clasico. I mean, yes. I mean, but then that's, that's, 
I mean, it's just not worldwide because it's in Argentina, which is considered. Well, no, but so that's that's my point of like what that's that's why it's not as big. But you know what I'm trying to say. I, kind of like a little bit, but like I think if you take it just the actual, like you just take Spain and Argentina. What's the bigger game in general? I think a hundred it smokes them. But we're just talking about worldwide because we we brought up City before and Liverpool. Yeah, but that's because European football in general trumps. Oh, a hundred percent. Listen, I'm not saying. So that's listen, why there's I would, the bias. I, I, yeah, no, I I think it's also the 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 accessibility of just watching this game too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know. No, I, I think I agree with you, man. But just, I think you know what? It I is th- what it is, bro. I think. I think Boca, I'm not sure if it's Boca's official like Facebook account, but they live stream their matches on Facebook. Somebody. Oh, like, really? Yeah. I, I get notified every time Boca plays. And, okay, yo, are you a Boca fan? Yeah, of course. I hate you. <laughs> and also, I think Paramount Plus also streams uh, the Argentina. Yeah, Paramount Plus has them. They're, those freaking bastards. <laughs> Way to ruin Champions League football, bro. Just, just stream one game. We're not even asking for six. One is okay. That's what the Spanish channel does. They stream the best game, and then the other one. Nah, the nah, nah, nah. I, I don't agree with that one there. I don't agree with that there. I think Wait, it's good that they have. Yeah, I think it's good that you can stream all the Champions League games. No, okay. But okay. Yeah, the the Spanish channels only they the marquee. They only stream the marquee matches. No, no, no. But so I don't know if you saw. They have like their own streaming site now, and they they stream the other games. Who? The, the Univision, Univision. So they play the, the the main game usually either on Messi's channel, yeah, on cable, Real or Barca. Yeah, on ca- on cable they stream the, the yes, they stream the one the the, the marquee game that they'll, they'll they'll show, and then they actually put the other games on their streaming. Uh, what streaming? I didn't uh, know that. It's called Vix. V I Vix Viva Peru. All my Spanish people, y'all get that. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm asking CVS to do. Put the marquee game that you want to show on cable. Put the rest in your streaming site. Don't give me this bum-ass, fake-ass, plastic, wannabe Redstone show. I don't know if you ever watched NFL Redstone. No. I don't even know what that is. If people have watched NFL Redstone, it's the greatest thing invented. Uh, CVS is trying to do the same thing, but it's the, they don't understand that in soccer, the game doesn't stop, so it's kind of hard to just cut in in the perfect time when someone's about to score, unless it's a unless it's a set piece. But other than that, it's like you, you're gonna miss a lot of the action unless you're actually pinpointing yourself into one game. Well, no, just, I think no, no, no. It's uh, I don't like Par- it. Paramount Plus. That's a set. They have that. That's called the Golasso Show. Yeah, that's good. what you're talking about. But you don't need to. That's an option. You don't have to select that. No, I'm saying that's the thing they show on cable. They do. Yeah. Oh well, I don't even I don't even have CBS to begin with. So, oh, yeah. so I I, I personally the, have to yeah. use Paramount. No, so, like how, how the Spanish channels would show like a game mm-hmm. with the CBS instead of showing a game, they show the Golasso. Ah, okay. Now, that's my complaint. Okay. Honestly, okay. if you want to keep have the game, all right, or have the show, have it. But like you're like trying to shove it down our throats. It's not even good. Right. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. The, the guy's very cringy. I the guy's very cringy. I can I can imagine. I can with his very little American cringy. accent. Very cringy. Um, but they, they try to have, like, the, what's his name? Freddie Lungberg. And it's, like, it's hard to comment on a game where you're just, like, 
you're flipping back and forth. You don't do that. Right. Yeah, no, I know. You watch I, one, maybe you watch two at a time. Right. I know I agree, yeah. I agree with that. I had no idea that they did that, but you telling yeah, me that no, it's, it's kinda it's wrong. It's just, but all right, we we've been we've been going off yeah, on a little on a ten, on it. We got sidetracked. Let's get all right back to a classical. But no, 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 Liverpool. We got to move on to Liverpool. Oh yes, yes. Okay. The, so wait. Okay. So then, so we agree a classical bigger, el super classical bigger than that, but whatever this shit game is called. Don't say shit um, game, bro. It's more entertaining. Don't say shit game. Well, it's my it's the two my two of my most hated rivals. I think I think the past five years. Man City Liverpool has been more entertaining than Barca Real. Okay. That's all. That's my personal opinion. Okay. But all right, talk to me, bro. What do you expect out of your team? Are you going to kill them? You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm I'm not scared. I'm just a little bit nervy because we despite irrespective of the last like, maybe two and a half seasons where the those matches have gone more in, in our favor in general since I've been watching City which has been since like 2010 2011 around there we do not have the greatest record against the, like we could be doing better than Liverpool in the league and then Liverpool just show up they show up against us and it's they give us a tough time like I remember what the 2020 2021 season that was when we won at Anfield for the first time in I think like 40 something years or some shit I don't know fans they didn't count I'm counting that. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) But, yeah, Liverpool not having the greatest season in the league. What place are they in? Eighth? No, they're in 10th. They're below Bournemouth. That's all I know. They're below below Newcastle. Who else? Newcastle, Brighton. Fulham. Let's see. Hold on. Fulham. They're 10th. Yeah, they're 10th. They're 10th. Yeah, they have not had... With a plus eight goal differential. That's mad funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Damn. What was that game that they destroyed? Nine nothing? Oh, Bournemouth. yeah, yeah. Bournemouth's side that lost nine nothing to them is above Liverpool in the league. <laughs> That's, That's insane. Hilarious. That's crazy to me. And what do you think it is, though? Why do you think they haven't been able to freaking turn it well, up? Well, I think, I mean, all right, let's get, let's get the excuses out of the way. Injuries has been killing them. Yeah. So, of course, injuries has been killing them. They're very thin. Again, like I said before, I was a year ahead of the curve. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I know. Narsadamas. Narsadamas. But, and I think it's showing the lack of investment into the squad of, like, you've had the same squad basically for five years. This is the first time there was truly some major change when Mane left. No, that's that's true. That's like like I I saw they, they someone put this up after they won the Champions League. They bought Adrian backup goalie, Harvey Elliott, and some other bomb. How do you do that? Like the season after they won the Champions League, like the the summer window after. Ah, okay, okay, okay. After they won the Champions League, they bought three players. Hey, I mean, if it, then, everything's been working from the, for them up until this season, if we're being fair, to be fair to them, like they have been. They, they finished second last year, right? They finished second and it came down to the last day. Oh, yeah, it did. I don't know why. I was blanking. I'm sorry. Yeah, it came down to the last day. Well, then, so then. So it, everything has been working. They're just hitting a wall this season. Well, no, I feel like they were hitting the wall in Champions League, though. When? No. So I'm saying. Was that maybe a little more of a 
uh, of like a more things to, like a like a sign of more of future things to come of like maybe to win up the squad maybe I mean clearly they spend I I mean listen I'm not shitting on Nunez I don't know a lot of people like to do that I would get shit on the Liverpool fans that keep saying like he's got great runs what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i don't think it's i don't think it's fair to shit on nunez yet but to be brutally honest and we just have to be real like it has so far he hasn't been um adjusting he hasn't been able to fit into the squad not fit in but he hasn't been able to to hit you know get his feet going basically like it's still taking him time to kind of adjust and to whatever the system that Liverpool's playing with, to just to the league, to a new country. So it is he hasn't been firing on all cylinders, but the past two two matches he's been able to pick up some goals. So maybe this could kind of build up his confidence. But for me, I don't think the pat like in the Champions League, I don't think it's been maybe like a sign to t- to come because they definitely you could still see that they're very dominant in in matches. They do de- definitely like grab the matches by the throat and take control. I think the main reason for that is be, I just think if you look, if you watch their matches, I think that their players just look extremely burned out. And I think that's been a result of the system that they've been playing with for the past six, seven years of like that constant press. So, so much high intensity in their matches. I think that those it's getting to the players now because it's they just look extremely burned out. Jordan Henderson up in the, they also have an agent squad as well. James Milner. Cannot keep up with the pace anymore. He's still an amazing player, but he Yo, just can't. how is Jordan Henderson still playing, bro? Jordan Henderson also aging, bro, I, I, not being bro, like kind of I, a little bit slow to the mark. Bro, give me all the apologies here. Get them one by one. Sit me right in front of them. Explain to me how that man is good at football. Is he a leader? Yes, I can one hundred percent agree with you. He is a leader. He is not a footballer. He's not a good footballer. I don't even understand that. I don't agree with that. I think that he's. I think that he's been great. Prime, I don't think he was ever good. I think it was the classic. Oh, he's British. Oh, he's a leader. He's the next Gerard. Oh yeah. And I'm not trying to call Gerard shit, by the way. I'm just saying. I think we gave him the the boost because he gave he got the captain's armband from Gerard, and Gerard, you know, praised him. And you know he was there from the beginning when they were bad, and he kind of saw like the the little rise, then back down, and then the steady rise, and then just stayed at the top. I'm not saying he shouldn't be on the team, by the way. I just don't think he should be a dependent starter, just like Miller. Miller should not play anymore, regardless. I mean, Milner, Milner, I think it's just for the experience and the the hustle that he brings, um, because he is definitely he's he's always been like that box to box midfielder who gives it everything. I wish he. I wish he never left City. To if I'm being completely honest with you, but oh, what? But whatever. I'm not going to get into there that. I'm not going to get into that. Their defense. For every James Miller is a Claudia Bravo. Their defense has been horrendous this season. Van Dyke has not looked the same since the Champions League final last year. Last season, I'm sorry. Um, and Trent, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know why people keep debating and arguing with this guy. Or not with him, but like arguing like who's the better right, who's the better British right back? Because if we're being completely honest, Cancelo is the best fullback in the country, in England, in the league, in the league. But for in terms of in terms of for the English team in the World Cup, we're not gonna get into that. Right, whatever, sure. I'm not gonna get into it. But yeah, I don't know. Trent hasn't been looking great. He just looks completely like lackadaisical, like not really like giving it his all type of thing when he's transitioning in defense. Um, 
So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what is what's up with Liverpool. I just think that they they just all their players look completely burned out, and it doesn't get any better for them either. Because although coming into last weekend, their injury list has gotten shorter, but now after the Arsenal match, they picked up three new injuries. Trent's out injured for at least two weeks. Joe Matip is out for at least three weeks. And now their best player this season is out injured with a, with a knee issue up until after the World Cup. And that's uh, Luis Diaz. So it's very, very unlucky for them. If you're, an, if you're a Liverpool fan, you're thinking like, what the hell do we do to, the, to deserve this so much run of bad luck? You know what I'm saying? Because Luis Diaz, has, without a doubt, has been the, their best player this season so far. I mean, every, everything about the greatest team ever best all seven of their seven in their tie in their 11 would get into the best best 11 of all time in the prime listen i feel no sorry or no sympathy for liverpool fans they deserve everything for hyping up this big ass team who really won two cups and penalty shoots that was last season exactly but it's the same thing pretty much oh okay well yeah two cups is still and trophy. then so then so then so then the other question sorry to interrupt you again so then the other the, the big point i want to make with Liverpool is did they should they have just sold Salah and told Mane to stay? Salah was terrible, dude. Yeah, no, I think I think that they they should have probably let Salah go and kept Sadio Mane. And Mane was really the key, like the guy who said Sadio Mane is the best footballer in the world. Sadio Mane, I'm furious. I'm furious. Yeah, that. Man. You guys see that video? No, yeah, I know who you're talking about. That guy's mad funny. I was actually doing an, an an impersonation of him earlier, like to myself. Just <laughs> Sadio Mane, Sadio Mane. I do if ands and absolutes. <laughs> I do absolutes, whatever. Um, I know who you're talking about, but yeah, no, I think they're definitely missing Mane this year. He's been killing it in the Bundesliga with Bayern Munich. Um, he was he was vital. He was vital for them. And then Salah, I don't know. Uh, he hasn't been able to fire an all cylinders this season either. He picked up goals against um against Rangers in the Champions League this week also, but in the league it hasn't been hasn't been working out for him as well. Yeah, no. It's like I mean, you could see him like he's just like not enjoying playing. He's not like enjoying like how he's playing out there. Like he I mean, listen, it's kind of crazy because to, to, you're just talking about before today because I didn't see how they played. How I mean, it was Rangers seven one. He scored a hat trick, so maybe he might be getting back on track. But in the league, he's been like struggling. Yeah, and I I think honestly, I think it goes back to what I was saying. I think he he's one of he's one of those players that just looks burned out, completely burned out out there. Hasn't been he's been playing so consistently in so many games since you know since joining Liverpool. Like it's just it's it's catching up to them. It's catching up to all those players, and like there's not really much much backup for his position either to kind of give him a breather as well. So I just think he's burned out. They're all hitting a wall because of how intense they've been playing for the past for the past few years. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's it's a little sad to see. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. Yeah. No. But who cares? <laughs> Liverpool. Yeah, he's been he's been regarded obviously as one of the best wingers of what maybe so the decade. Day, we just get the top spot now. Top spot. Oof. Top. I don't know when I'm doing when I'm talking about like top whatever positions. Like I I I really cannot put it in any order. I could just name. I can name my top five, top three. All right, so no order. 
But do you have like a top one? You don't, no, no, no. I no, I have a, I have a top five of of current wingers this season for sure that have been. All right, cool. let me let me hear it, bro. And before we get going, um, we're, we're not including Ronaldo. He's a striker now. We're not including Messi. He's like a whatever. Yeah, yeah. Neither, Neymar is also a whatever. I don't know what the fuck he plays. He just plays. He balls out there. Yeah, you know what? That's and Mbappe is a striker now. That's that's the weird thing. I haven't considered Messi a winger maybe for the past like three, four years, which is crazy because he does play out on the wing. But like, uh-huh. I don't know. I just don't see him as a. I just see him more as like a like an attacker. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. But like, I just don't really consider him. And, and I mean, when we're talking about like best whatever, like attacking players, it's, you you can't really count Messi and Ronaldo because they're obviously the two best players. In the, oh, yeah, I feel like they're like so different. Yeah, like you, you just they could keep those spots. We this is a new list, you know what I'm saying? Um, but okay, my top five wingers this season. Um, okay, so I'm gonna start off with I I have no idea how to pronounce his name whatsoever, but he does have a nickname. Thank thank God that's simplified. <laughs> Cavara from Napoli. Okay. Number 77. Yo. Six foot tall. Yo. Six foot tall. Pacey as hell. How old? I think he's 20, 21 years old. He has mm-hmm. five goals, two assists, and nine Serie A matches. And he has two goals and four Champions League matches this season. Unbelievable. Okay. He, yo, I've been, I was watching his, I've been watching his highlights like all season long. Yo, he's a fucking ball. He could dribble. He's pacey. Like I said, he can use both feet as well. Like he's, and he's a great playmaker also. So I'm going to, he's, he's definitely up there. Top five wingers for me this season. Other one, okay. another Serie A player. I'm pretty sure you could guess it. Wow. Rafael Leao. Rafael Leao. For Milan. Yo, my man. Also, another tall winger. Who's insanely fast? His pace is insane. I don't. I don't know if you saw the the Chelsea game, but yo, I'm surprised Reese James was able to to actually hold him down. You know what's surprising to me is I still think he's a better better as a number nine than a winger. Who Leal? Yeah. That oh, that's another thing that makes him so amazing too. I think he he could do. He's so he's very versatile. He could pretty much play anywhere in the attacking yeah. part of the field. Basically, but yeah, for Milan, four goals, four assists, and eight Serie A matches. Um, and in the Champions League, I, I don't think he's gotten on the on the scoring yet in the Champions League in the first four games that we've played. Um, I would count Neymar in my, but you said you said we're not counting and, Neymar. Yeah, bro, we can't. We can't. We can. Sure, whatever. All right, third. I'm pretty sure you can agree with me on this one, Vinicius Junior. So we got the guy from Napoli. I forget his name. Cavara. Cavara, we got Leao. Leao, now we got Vinicius Jr. Okay, Vinny. Vinny Jr. Self-explanatory. You've been watching him for the past two seasons. Um, he plays for Real Madrid. He's got five goals, one assist, and eight La Liga matches this season. Two goals and four Champions League appearances this season as well. He's just completely instrumental to to Real Madrid's Champions League success success last season. Oh my God, we all remember his filthy. Filthy run against Man City where he he let the ball roll and and it nutmeg oh, Fernandinho. Oh, Fernandinho playing right back. Oh, beauty. That was a beautiful. I hate. I was so pissed, but that baller, complete baller, big baller. Fourth player on my name, Sadio Mane, for okay. for Bayern Munich. Four goals and nine Bundesliga matches. Two goals and four Champions League appearances as well. Obviously, 
you know he, how instrumental he was for Liverpool. Um, in 2022, in general, he's been having a great year, but in this season, he's been com- he hasn't he hasn't skipped a beat whatsoever in the Bundesliga. Um, mm-hmm. And then my fifth player on the name, and I'm so happy that he's he's on this list no, for me. Don't say it. Don't say it. Who do you think I'm gonna say? Don't say it. Usman Dembele. Oh, okay, then guy. <laughs> who, 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 who are you thinking? You no, think? You, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, don't, don't tell me about the Dembele thing. Dembele, yo, fa- has found new life under Xavi, and it's amazing because he he really needed to fight for his spot back, for his place back at Barcelona. They were willing to let this man go. He was linked to PSG, linked to Liverpool. Was he linked to to Manchester United as well? Yeah, for a bit. Yeah, so but the big one was PSG. Yeah, the big one was PSG, but he didn't want to leave. He wanted to stay at Barca and really prove himself to Xavi, and that's exactly what he's done. He's been instrumental as well to Barcelona's um, recent form. Recent form, and by recent, I mean since Xavi has been appointed last year. So two goals, two assists, and eight La Liga appearances this season. And last, yo, he really impressed me against Bayern Munich in the Champions League. Oh, no, sorry, not against... Oh, well, he, he impressed me against Bayern Munich in the Champions League, and he also impressed me against Inter, both matches that they played against in this season as well. So, Dembele, I love you, brother. And you know what? I also agree with what Serge Gnabry said about Dembele, that if he wasn't as injury-prone, or if he wasn't injury-prone injury, injury prone at all, he's a be, he's way better than Mbappe, 100%. And I agree with that, without a doubt. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. You fuck with my life? I like your list. Uh, I like your list. Let's go. I like your list. I like your list. Santi like approves. You uh you miss one big one big one though. And I think he's I'm gonna say something crazy. I think he's been the best winger this season. Like like, like number one. I, number one. Who? You haven't mentioned him. Okay. Wait, let me pull up his stats again. I have him right here. Yep. My star boy, who I hope comes to United. Who are we talking? Who about? leads? So like we're gonna get him, bro. You're getting relegated. That's what you're getting. Who are you talking about, Kaz? Cody Gapko. Gap. Gap. Gapko. Excuse me. Excuse me. What's his name? Cody Gapko. We were supposed to sign him, but we had to bid a hundred million for Anthony, so we couldn't. We didn't have enough money. <laughs> Crazy. Who the hell is this? Anyways, he plays for PSV. He is had he's played in eleven matches. He's at uh, Europa League in Eredivisie. Okay, he's got twelve goals, seven assists. So that's nineteen goal contributions in eleven matches, all competitions. Yeah, and I believe he's has he scored for Netherlands. Let me double check. But anyways, I just think I every time I see him play in the Europa League, I think he's sensational. He plays for Ajax. PSV. Oh, PSV. Sorry. Yes, and he is. I think he's ready for that next, the next big move. Okay. I think he is ready. I'm trying to see if he played. He played for uh, Netherlands. I haven't heard of him, so I'll, I'll look out for him. I have to see. Yeah, look, 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 look out for him, man. He, he's, he's the real deal. Um, I know they kept saying my boy Anthony only had like six goals and four assists last year. Like, oh, he's gonna be so good in the prem. But you know what? Three and three, baby. <laughs> anyway, shout out Anthony, my boy. Oh my gosh. Um, so then the next one, I think he is the best, would is probably the best winger 
but he's just uh but I don't think he's in form right now because I think he's hitting a little bit of a wall. He is his not being as accurate with his crosses and deliveries, and he's not getting as many assists as he was last year. But I still think he's tremendous. And again, like you said, he's found he's regained the form, like because last year he was just getting injured, or like in the previous seasons, getting injured and injured and injured. There was no like there was no like uh run of games consecutively that he was playing. So we ha- we I think we've gone over the injury bug. I think he's got he's got that under his bag. It's just more now finding that form that he had at the end of last year where dude it was every game he was crossing the ball. Oba was bing, the pie, and then even Ferran, but that Ferran would miss it. So who are you talking about? Osman Dembele, bro. Come on. Oh, okay, okay. All right. That guy is that guy is dude. That guy is a true Baller, True fucking good. baller. Very bro. freaking good. And it's pace hell. The more he's performing, the more you're like, yo, like maybe he it sucked because they was injured a lot, but like maybe at the end of the day, maybe Barca didn't overpay. It was really just oh, the injury. Yeah, no. One I don't think I don't think that they overpaid at all. So good to see him again. Regain do, that. Do you agree with that form? Do you agree with the, the Ganabri take? That if he was if he wasn't as injury prone, that he's better than Mbappe. Gnabry? Gnabry said that. Oh, about Dembele. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that Dembele has more skill. I think Mbappe is a better finisher. Okay. And I, I mean, clearly, you've seen Mbappe now being as a, used as a center forward striker. He was never really a true winger. Okay. All right. It's, it's, it could be like the same debate as Messi and Ronaldo. Messi generally has more skill, but. Because of the physical presence and the uh, finishing ability of Ronaldo, it's just sometimes it's just it's different, it's different positions. Right. Okay. Can't compare. Fair Can't enough. Compare. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go next one. Now this one is no order. Because I. So those were your top three, and then you went in my order. Top two. My top, those are my top two. Oh, you said okay. You said the guy from PSV and then Dembele. And then Dembele. Okay. So okay. Then I'm gonna go. These three. I don't have an order. I have, a, I have a dilemma though. I have I have, th- I have four for three positions. I got Vinny. I got Phil Foden. I got Bukayo Saka. And I got Gabriel Martinelli. All Prem boys too. So I think I think Vinny gets in. Yeah, he has I to. Think, he has to. I think Foden gets in, but I have to pick between Martinelli and Saka. I don't know who to pick. I uh, I feel like I feel like Saka has been more. I I I could see I could see the the. I could see the the, you know the the struggle to to pick between the two, but I I think Saka has been more consistent solely for the fact that he's been in the Arsenal lineup longer than Martinelli has been. Okay. Yeah. So then I guess Saka, but I think I rate. Martinelli I think yeah, I think I think Martinelli Martinelli the, the ceiling for Martinelli is incredible. Yeah, yeah. And I told you, I feel that at one point, I think there's gonna be at one point of the season. Oh, and I haven't done this. I mean, this is like a good opportunity. I gotta give Arsenal their flowers. So before we do that, I think there's gonna be a, a part of the season where Jesus is gonna struggle a little bit. He's not gonna be able to be that goal scoring presence that he has been this whole year. And, and Martinelli's gonna fill the key, in. The key, like I said, the key is to move him to the wing, where he's more freely. He could roam again. There's just the the way they they play though. For the most part, him and Martinelli kind of switch off. But I think in order to get the best out of Martinelli, he's got to do what Mbappe did and move from a winger, center forward, 
and bro, he's balling, bro. Okay, I I will agree. I also I think Martinelli is pro is a better footballer than Saka, but I think Saka has just been more more prominent and present in the Arsenal eleven and instrumental to their system than Martinelli has been, and maybe that's down to Martinelli and an injury in 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 recent history. So who knows? But I think Saka has been in longer um, as of late. So I feel like. I would personally give it to soccer, but I do think that Martinelli's a better player. Yeah, so that's that's my that's my top five. Oh, and then like I said, all right. I think it's I know I know I heard I heard what Mike said. I know I heard what you said. I we we heard what Lewis kept saying all last season. Now look at him hiding. He doesn't want to come out when he actually could support his team. Where are you, Lewis? <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Lewis, um, that's tuning in this season for with us for the first time and haven't listened to our previous episodes, Lewis is a Man City fan just like me, and he was a co-host on the show last season with us, but he's he's been super busy this season, so he hasn't been able to come on. And his second team is Arsenal. Edwin's second team is West Ham, I don't know. And my second <laughs> team is Arsenal, City, or Liverpool. So. What'd you say? <laughs> what did you say? Don't need my second team is whoever is playing Liverpool, Arsenal, or City. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Inter. No, no, no. Keeping a prem here. Oh, keeping a prem. Okay. I guess maybe, maybe uh, Tottenham. I don't know. It's kind of sad. Ew. You know what? <laughs> yeah. No. You know what? I actually I don't really. There's not a lot of teams that I hate. If I'm getting completely honest, like I don't hate Liverpool. I have no. I would. I would, without a doubt, rock a Liverpool jersey if it was lit. Like just, just for the fashion, just for the oh, fashion. Because wow. I, wow, I, I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yo, you call, yo. Hold, I, I, wait, hold on now. I collect football jerseys, and I it's it's too. part of it's part of my fashion every day. You know what I'm saying? So I would wear. Oh, I 100 percent agree. Yeah, I would wear a Liverpool jersey if it's fire enough. I would also wear. There are a couple United jerseys that I do fuck with that I think look mad nice. I would wear a United jersey out. I but I don't I also I don't hate United, but I don't know what it but I fucking hate Spurs, bro. I can I don't know. I I hate I used to love them. Like I used to really like them. I used to like watching them play, but I think ever since the 2017-2018 Champions League, what was it? Quarterfinal? It's been it's been yeah. it's been fuck Spurs 20, 2018 2019 right 2018 2019 yeah it's been fuck Spurs for L ever since then real talk damn <laughs> and stop stop shitting on me for liking West Ham bro they're fine <laughs> anyways anyways so I'm just here to say I still hate Arsenal so when I was a child that was my rival so I hate being giving them any credit, especially last year when they hadn't really done Jack. But this year they're showing it. The only thing I do say is they – wait, hold on. There was a stat that I want to read. Hold on. They're the youngest team. Was it the youngest team? Yeah, last last year they had the youngest squad. Average, average – No, no, hold on. Okay, there you go. Only six teams have ever had more points after nine games in the Premier League season than the 2022-23 uh, Gunners. Chelsea 0506, City 1718, City 1112, 
Arsenal 05, 0405 and Arsenal 708 and Liverpool 1920. The only teams who didn't win the title from that list were that's who? Arsenal. So <laughs> I don't I again I still don't think they'll win the title because City is just a wrecking machine. But they better if they have if they're gonna come close to it, they better not fuck it up because they're not gonna hear the end from me. All right, so I thought you were giving Arsenal their flowers, and you're over here just. Yeah, I kinda, I kinda... <laughs> he couldn't do it, ladies. He just couldn't come through with it. No, but any, but props to you. I I'll actually try to be less biased and give you props more often than not, even though I hate your guts. Okay, fair. You know what? I think Arsenal fans. That's as good. As, that's as good as as it's gonna get from Santiago. So you might as well just take it. <laughs> you feel me? Um. But all right, guys, that's all the time that we got for y'all this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, check out our previous episodes that are up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. You can follow us on Instagram at the underscore false nine. Um, yeah, thank you so much. And we'll, we'll be back next week with an ep- another episode for y'all. All right. So t- take care, y'all. Take it easy. <laughs>